well, welcome everybody. Um, it is uh, so good to, uh, to, to be with you today. Um, if I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Matt Metzger. I'm the pastor of Blackhawk Downtown. I am a part of the teaching team, and um, it's good just to have a chance to be able to be with you. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to everyone joining us online right now, all sites, all venues, people joining us who are traveling and doing different things like that, and obviously to all of you live in the room. Um, it's really good to be here because I was actually, I don't know if you know this, I think some of you do, I was supposed to give this message to two weeks ago, but um, I, um, I, right after Christmas break, we got back from vacation. The night we got back, I got sick, and I ended up that I had the flu, like, like the actual flu, like influenza. Went to the doctor, they tested me, and yeah, it was the flu. And I don't know if you've ever had the flu, but the flu is awful, like... <laughs> It is a horrible thing. And uh, I, um, I was basically sick for two weeks. I was quarantined to the basement for the entire time I had a fever because I was highly contagious. My wife would throw food down occasionally. It was nice. And, uh, and that was my life for like two weeks. It was horrible. Um, only silver lining with it is that like when you're sick like that and you really can't do anything, you can't be in touch with anybody, um, you can binge watch a lot of TV. And... And so I, um, I actually, during that time, I got a chance to watch um, the entire season of The Mandalorian. So any other, let, let's just be honest, all sites, all venues, how many Mandalorian fans in the room right now? Yeah, that's a decent amount of people. So The Mandalorian, it is, uh, okay, so if you're a Mandalorian fan, Mandalorian, by the way, is, um, it's the number one on-demand show right now. Like, as of December, it had surpassed um, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, it's on Disney+, Plus. it's part of the Star Wars saga, so if you've heard about it at all, then I'm guessing that you know about this right here. This is, okay, now I've been, I've, well, and another thing with The Mandalorian, if you've never seen it before, I mean, if watching it for no other reason, you just need to watch it for Baby Yoda, because Baby Yoda is amazing, and there are all kinds of memes out about Baby Yoda that you'll see all over the place, but um, this is The Mandalorian, and I've been looking forward to doing this all day. The Mandalorian, okay, let me give you just, here, I'm gonna set it here just so we can look at that the whole time because it's awesome. Um, Mandalorian is a story about a, a, a guy who is a Mandalorian warrior. He, um, we find out in the backstory that he was orphaned really as a really young child and he was taken in by this group of underground warriors who work as bounty hunters called the Mandalorians. And they're the ones who raise him and early on in his life, he becomes a Mandalorian himself. And he takes what's called the, the Mandalorian vow. And the Mandalorian vow states that when you become a Mandalorian, you are given a helmet, a mask like this, and you put that on, and from that point on, you never take this off again in public. And so the entire first season as you're watching it, you need to watch it if you haven't, if you're a Star Wars fan at all. Um, the entire first season you're wondering, okay, are we, are we ever gonna see the face of this guy? And, uh, and when you think about it, the Mandalorian vow, that can seem a little extreme, you know, to have to wear this and never take it off again in public. But when we really stop to think about it, I think that as human beings, we, we do that more than, than we realize. Like for, for so many of us, 
um, we have situations that happen early in our lives. And, and because of those situations, we end up putting on masks to, to protect ourselves so that our outside doesn't necessarily match up with our inside. And we make a vow with ourselves, even if we don't realize it, that, that we will never take that mask off as long as we are in public. That's what we are going to talk about today. We are smack dab in the middle of the series that we've been going through here early in 2020 um, called It's Complicated, where we're taking a look at different relationships that we have with people in our lives. And I think one thing that we could all agree on, all sites, all venues, everyone here, doesn't matter the age of stage of life that you're in. It doesn't matter if you're following Jesus or not. It doesn't matter your, your socioeconomic status, your ethnicity, the country that you're from, the belief system that you follow. I think that we could all agree on the idea that when it comes to relationships, well, they are complicated. And, uh, and so we have wanted to dive into that subject and to take a look at what would a good loving God have to say on the subject of the way that we do life with one another, the way that we do relationships because they're complicated. Today, we're taking a look at the masks that we wear. Because really, I mean, for every single one of us, I would venture to say there are masks that we wear in life, and that has been true of people ever since there have been people walking the planet, all the way back to what, what we understand is the first people who ever walked on this planet. And so I'd like to take a look at those first people with you today. So if you brought your Bibles, if you have it on your smartphones or brought a paper Bible, turn with me to the first book of the Bible, to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter three. So now while you're turning there, I, um, for some of you who might not know the, the biblical narrative of the creation account, I wanna just give a little synopsis of that. We as Christians believe, according to scripture, that in the beginning, God created everything. He creates the world, creates everything in it. And then as the pinnacle of his creation, he creates humanity, us, mankind. And, and, and he creates Adam and Eve. And back at that time, Adam and Eve, they had this like perfect relationship with God. I mean, they're living in the Garden of Eden and it says in scripture that, that God would come and walk with them, spend time with them in the cool of the day. They had, this, they had this perfect relationship with God, perfect relationship with one another, perfect relationship with the world that they live, no sin involved at all. And God at that time as they were living in the garden only gave them one rule that they had to live by. It was just simply there was one tree in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and, and God simply just said, just don't eat the fruit of that tree. That's it. Of course, at that point, then enter into the story the, the evil one who came in the form of a serpent, and he tempts Adam and Eve to eat from that tree. And finally, Adam and Eve, they give in to that temptation, and they eat of that fruit, and that changes everything. And that's where we pick up the story together. Take a look at Genesis chapter 3, starting with verse 7. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to have it on the screen for you. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked so I hid. Okay, what, what takes place here? Adam and Eve, 
They, they step outside the boundaries that God has set and they, they fall into sin. And from that moment, the first thing they realized is they're naked. <laughs> you would have thought maybe they would have realized that earlier. But in, in reality, they actually hadn't. In fact, scripture says in chapter two that they were naked and they felt no shame. Many theologians, they point towards that idea that, that people back then, they were so, humanity was so God-focused and other-focused, there was no focus on self. But then as soon as sin entered the world, we went from this place of being God-focused and, and other-focused to being self-focused, from being God-centered, other-centered, to self-centered. And as soon as that took place, well, then they realized that they were naked and they felt the need to to cover, they sew fig leaves together, go ahead, and they, they cover themselves and they hide. They mask reality and they hide. You know, naked is, is a word that, um, that obviously means like, you know, nude, you know, like no clothes, but, uh, but it's a word that also, like it can mean, it can mean things like, um, like exposed or, or, or vulnerable or inadequate. I think that for many of us, we've had situations in our lives, you've been in a conversation with people or found yourself in a situation and you've heard somebody use a phrase like, man, I was in that situation, I just felt naked. Maybe you've said that yourself. And in those moments, we feel a need to, to mask and to cover up. That's what we see Adam and Eve do in this moment. And so God shows up, calls for Adam and Eve, where are you? And they said, well, I, I hid, you know, I, I, I covered because I was embarrassed, because I was afraid. And since that time, every single person who has walked the planet has felt the need to cover up, to mask themselves, so that our, our outside doesn't necessarily match what is going on on our inside. Okay, what, are, what are some of those masks that we wear. Like, you ever stop to, to think about that at all? I'd, I'd like to look at just a few of them that I think are kind of common for lots of different people to wear. This is not an exhaustive list, but these are just a few of the different masks that I think we could all agree that people wear. Okay, this is, um, this is the first one. Yep, here we have Barbie. I'm, I'm not sure if I look good as Barbie, but uh, we're just gonna go with that. Uh, this is the um, I have it all together mask. When you think about Barbie, you think, okay, her makeup is perfect, her hair is perfect, her outfits are always fully on point, her Corvette is amazing, her Barbie dream house is immaculate, like she just has it all together because she's Barbie. And there are people who we meet in, in the world that we live in today that just, they need to come across like they always have it all together. Everything is working out. You can oftentimes see that in people in, like on social media where every, every meal that they post looks incredible. Every vacation that they take is the trip of a lifetime. Every opportunity that comes up looks like it was just like form custom fit for them for this amazing life that they get to live. And nothing ever bad happens because everything for them is awesome. We just get this idea that they're constantly put together. And in that, they never, like it comes with a barrier that they never want to show people what's really going on in their lives. That's the, I have it all together mask. Okay, there's one. Here's another one. This is the superhero mask. This is the person who is there to help you in any situation where you're falling apart. They are constantly there, always there to save the day, always there to lend a helping hand, always there to be there for you, but they never need anything from you. 
They're always there to help, but if you ever try to reciprocate and help them, they're like, no, 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 because I'm a superhero. So, and with that, there's this, there's this blocking that takes place. They never actually have to deal with the things in their own life because they're constantly dealing with others. Therefore, the focus is never on them because they're a superhero and they're able to mask behind that. There's another one. Okay, here's another one. Okay, I know we're with a Star Wars theme a little bit, but just go with it today. So this is, uh, I would call this the clone mask. Star Wars, Clone Wars, Stormtroopers, anytime you see them, they all look exactly the same. This is the person who their goal in life is just simply to blend in with everyone else because they never want to be noticed. They never want the spotlight to be on them. And so they blend in with everyone else. Whatever people are watching, they're watching. Whatever people are saying, they're saying. Whatever music people are listening to, they're listening to. Whatever clothes are in fashion, that's the stuff that they want to wear because their goal is to simply not be noticed by blending in with everyone else. That way, they never have to talk about what's really going on inside of them. That is the clone mask. Okay, here's another one. How about this one? This is the, uh, this is the funny guy mask. This, this is the mask of the woman or the man who they are absolutely hilarious to be around. They're the life of the party. They always have a great one-liner. They constantly know how to make people laugh. And if there's ever a situation where things start to really get real, where people start to get honest with their feelings, they have a one-liner that th- they can throw out that is just humorous. And if the focus ever comes on them or if things start to get awkward, they know how to be able to dodge that bullet by just being comical. And so they hide behind that. Rather than ever letting anybody really into what's going on inside of them, they just simply mask it with humor, the funny guy mask. Okay, then we have, um, we have this mask. I call this mask the tough guy mask. For some of you, you have no idea who this is. This is Conor McGregor. He is an, a UFC MMA fighter, and you do not want to mess with this dude. So he, um, this is the type of person who their goal in life is to be scary and intimidating. They like to kind of have one leg up on people. You know, they know that they're intimidating and they value that a lot because they know that they can hide behind this side when people are afraid of them and nervous to have a conversation with them. They can keep people at an arm's length and never really have to talk about what's going on inside of them. So that's the tough guy mask. And you know, I mean, we could, we could spend the rest of the time just defining different masks. That actually would be kind of a fun conversation for you to have afterwards with you know, roommates, friends, your life group this week, your family. What are the different masks that you see that people wear? It, it can be interesting to look at the mask other people wear and then even turn it to the masks that, that we wear. But I'd like to actually dig the knife a little deeper and to talk about what are the things commonly though that we mask? What are the areas oftentimes that we're masking? And I think really uh, there are a lot of them, but we can break them down pretty much in most cases into three different categories, three different areas. Number one is I think that for many of us, we mask our sin and our guilt and our shame. Uh, You know, for those of us who are Christians listening to this message, we we understand that, um, that we have a loving, holy God who sets standards of the ways that he desires for us to live as his people. And for all of us, we all blow it and, and fall short of those standards. And, uh, and when we blow those things, we, we feel the need to, to mask. 
And so we desire to hide in those type of situations. Now, you might not be a Christian and uh, might not be following Jesus that way. Um, But I would guess that pretty much for all of us, we know the feelings of what it's like to feel shame like of to feel regret of decisions that we make. And, and when we make those kinds of decisions, we wonder, we're, like we're afraid that if we were to really let people see who we truly are, we're not sure if people would really wanna be around us. And so rather than letting anybody in, we just simply mask our guilt, our sin, and our shame because we fear, we fear being exposed, we, we, we fear getting in trouble, And let's be honest, for some of us with the sin that we fall into, we don't want to give it up. And so rather than that, we just simply put on a mask where our outside doesn't necessarily match our inside. That's one area, our sin, our shame, our guilt, however you want to say that. There's another area though that I think we mask. We can mask our hurt. Because for all of us in life who do life with people, because life with people is complicated, we've all had situations where we've been hurt. Some of you listening to this message, wherever it is that you're listening, you've gone through real hurt. Like many people listening right now have dealt with different forms of abuse. There are people who have dealt with um, feeling abandoned because of maybe a a divorce in in your family or somebody who left. All of us, we deal with places where we've been hurt by people and <laughs> those people might not even have realized that they did anything. Somebody makes a comment at work or uh, somebody, um, you know, you find out a group of friends go out, you didn't get invited. And it's in these situations that wounds take place inside of us. And rather than ever dealing with the wound, we just simply mask because we, 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 we want to mask the side. We fear being, we fear being judged we, we, fear being, we fear being misunderstood. And, uh, and honestly, we fear conflict of like, if I bring things up and what if that doesn't go well? So rather than dealing it, we just put on the happy smiley face and we cover up that wound and we mask. There's another area though that we mask. We mask our, our sin, shame, guilt. We mask our hurt. The other thing that we mask is uh, we mask our inadequacy. Because my guess is, is that for all of us in different places in our lives, we feel inadequate, that I'm not enough. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not spiritual enough. We all have these areas where we feel like we're not enough. And so rather than just owning it, that I'm not enough, we fake it. And we put on a mask because we're pretty sure that if we were to actually show who we were, that no one would want anything to do with us. We mask our sin, we mask our hurt, we mask our inadequacy. But you know what? All of those actually, when we really like break them down even a little bit further, there's, there's a common denominator that all of these have. And that is that we are people who simply, we just long to be accepted. We long to be people who are accepted for who we are. And we buy into this idea that like, if we were to really be honest with who we were, like if people knew who we really were, they wouldn't want anything to do with us. Like if they, if they knew the thoughts that went through my head, if they, if they knew the struggles that I deal with in my life, if they knew what I did this past weekend, If they knew how much time and money I put into the outfit it is that I'm wearing right now. If they knew what I actually fed my kids for breakfast. 
If they knew how much time I put into that Instagram post that I just put out that literally took me 45 minutes to finally get all the right filters and everything set on it. If they knew how inadequate I felt at my job. If they knew what I did behind closed doors when no one's around. If they knew how, how stupid, how inadequate, how angry, how sad, how frustrated, how confused I really was, well, they would have want nothing to do with me. And so we hide and we put up masks and our outside doesn't match our inside. And we just decide that that's the way we're going to go through life. So I've got a question for us. How's that working for you? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Let's, let's, say that, um, let's say that I decided that um, as, um, you know, after March 8th, that things go the way that they could and I become senior pastor, that I decide that on that day, I'm going to take the Mandalorian vow. And so from now on, this is the way that you are going, we don't need the music, by the way, but we, uh, this is the way that you're going to see me all the time now. And this is just going to be the reality of my life. I'm gonna preach every message this way, deal with every situation, Here's the thing I think that I would realize really quickly. Um, this thing is kind of hard to see out of. Um, it, it's kind of hard to breathe, like really quickly in here. It just smells like gross hot breath. It's, it's pretty uncomfortable, you know, and, and over time it just gets like stifling. And I think I would very quickly get to the place of where I would just long, take it off and to get to the place of where you could just see me for who I truly was. Um, I've talked a, a few different times around Blackhawk about the struggles that I've had in my life at different times with like mild forms of depression and the steps that I've had to take. Well, I, one of the steps that I took back at that time when it got really bad was going to a counselor and, uh, and, and my counselor and I, um, in one of the very first times that we met together. It always takes those first few times, you know, to actually get to know each other where like you'd start to realize, am I actually gonna open up with this person? But one of the first times that I did, I began to tell her about the different masks that I wear in my life without saying that wording. Like I was telling her about how I just feel pressure to be this different type of person for different groups. Like there's this group over here and they need me to be this person. But then there's this group over here and when I'm with them, I need to be like this. But then these, I have to be like this over here for this group and I have to be on. I can't mess up with any of those groups and I constantly have to be changing that. And I got angry as I was talking to her about it. And she just sat back in her chair. You know how counselors like sometimes, like they barely say anything. It really makes you angry. And, you know, and yet the things they say are so profound. And she just sat back in her chair, looked up, and she looked at me and said, man, that must be exhausting. And the floodgates opened. Like, like I, like not just where I started to tear up and continue to talk, like where I started crying and could not talk. Like, and it was like ugly cry. Literally for the rest of the session, it was just like the, <laughs> like you can't, like you can't even talk. And that was pretty much it for that day. And then for the next times that we got together, we just started to talk about what it looked like to take off the masks and to be able to be free of who God had created me to be. So here's my question for you. What would it look like for you to start to take off the masks? 
Like to get to the place of where you could open up and, and be real with who it is that God's made you to be. Knowing that you're broken and you're sinful and like there are places of hurt and you feel inadequate. Yeah, being that person. You know, um, there's a great passage of scripture that I think can remind us of this in, in some different ways. Because, you know, I think the thing that we do a lot of times in the, these situations, like when we, when we look at this, is we, we think to ourselves, like, okay, if, if I were to be a particular person, people would love me more. And it's really scary to think about taking off masks. Look, I know that when I throw that out there, I, I know that there are some of you right now, like when you think about that idea, like you think, Matt, you have no idea what you're asking me to do. And I don't take this lightly. Like there are some of you who have made decisions at all sites, all venues, who have made decisions where there are consequences to the decisions that we've made. And, and the idea of taking off that mask, you're like, Matt, look, I could, if I do that, I could lose my job. I could, I could lose my marriage. Some of you have dealt with real hurt and never opened up about it. You're like, Matt, if I actually open up about that, I'm not sure I'm gonna get all the pieces back into the box again like they are right now. And there's all kinds of fear. But I would bet that if we sat down and had a one-on-one -on -one conversation, that we would get to the same place where the thing that you would long for, the same way that I longed for it, is the place to actually be free and to not wear masks. And the thing that you need to know is that the evil one is going to do everything he can right now to cause you to believe the only way that you can do life is by keeping that mask on. Look, he is a liar and the father of lies and he will do everything to keep you in that place of a stifling life that is not working, but you're figuring that's the best it can be. And the thing that God longs for you to experience, even in the midst of the pain and struggle of sin and all of those things is true freedom. And here's the thing, he already knows you. And that's the beauty of this passage that I wanna look at that I would encourage you this week, you might like in your quiet times spend every day this week in this passage of scripture. It's Psalm 139. Psalm 139 is an amazing passage of scripture. And when we think about it coming from a loving God who is willing to give his son for you, knowing everything about you. It says in 139, in just the first four verses, Lord, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down you are familiar with all my ways before a word is on my tongue. You, Lord, you know it completely. Like, <laughs> God knows us. There's nothing that you're masking from him. And oftentimes when we, you know, when we wear masks, we don't realize who it is that we're truly robbing. Like, I think for all of us, we've seen, we've seen videos at certain times, like maybe like a gas station video on the news, local news of a gas station that was getting robbed and guys might have bandanas on or hoods up or something like that to mask who it is they are. We think of that a lot of times. We think of somebody being robbed. But when we wear these internal masks, the only person that we're actually robbing is ourselves. Like, think about it. When, when, if I'm a person who, who masks my sin, then ultimately I am robbing myself from experiencing the true forgiveness that God desires to show me. If I'm a person who masks the hurt that has taken place and the wounds I've experienced in life, then I'm, I'm robbing myself of experiencing the healing that God so desires to give me. If I'm a person who masks my inadequacy, then I rob myself from experiencing like the ultimate acceptance that God desires to show us in every area of our lives.
God desires for us to be people who live in freedom. And so what are the masks that you have that you need to take off? Maybe today, for the first time, it's you making a phone call to someone in your life group or a close friend just to set up coffee, to be able to set up time where you can just simply talk about the masks that you're wearing. Maybe it, it, it's for you, it's for the first time, um, you're kind of taking a hiatus from Instagram or social media for a while. And rather than posting the best things of everything in your life, you're just gonna kind of hit pause in order to recalibrate about the mask that you might be wearing where you're trying to gain acceptance that way. Maybe it's you getting to a place with a friend or someone that you do life with where you just simply say, um, I need to talk to you about some stuff I've never talked to somebody about. We have people here at Blackhawk in our care ministry who would love nothing more than to have a chance to be able to talk with you and help you figure out right steps to take, a counselor to meet with, different things that you can do, that we can be people who live, listen, who live with the idea that God knows us and he loves us and he desires for us to be the people he's called us to be, to live in freedom, that we would experience his true grace, mercy, forgiveness, acceptance and healing. So take off the mask. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much that for every single person listening to this message right now, there is nothing hidden from you. You know it all. And thank you for the fact that you know it all and you still sent your son to, to die for us. You knew everything we would do like before time and sent your son knowing everything we would do. That is truly amazing. Would you help us, Father, to be people who are able to embrace your true forgiveness, your healing, your acceptance, that we might be people who are able to take off the mask and live in true freedom. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. All God's people together said, amen.